Hello, and I hope, hap- I, guys, I really need some sort of introduction to this podcast. It's super weird. Um, but hey, uh, you are listening to the Missional Community Leader Podcast, and uh, glad glad you're taking some time out of your week to do so. Uh, it is uh, April 22nd. Uh, we are into, I don't know, week 1,552,000 of the uh, stay-at-home order where we are all uh, Zooming and Hangouts and Facebook Living and I don't know, all the other all the other disembodied stuff. Um, so we are uh, continuing to gather as missional communities uh, via Zoom and I will continue to uh, lead these times because I think during this time, it's a unique, unprecedented time in uh, you know, the life of at least the American church and our congregations uh, in our country, um, it's probably good for our folks to hear my voice. It also gives me an opportunity to uh, kind of be everywhere at once, right? Like I get to actually lead and teach and uh, connect with uh, you know all of our missional community members uh, at the same time, which is which is pretty sweet and pretty unique. So, uh, so we're gonna keep rolling in that way. Uh, announcements, information that you need to be aware of uh, down on tap is continue to roll on Tuesday nights at eight o'clock. Uh, one of the guys who has kind of been circling, uh, who's popped into our Zoom uh, every every now and then during this the shutdown uh he is hosting a trivia night and uh so we're we're hosting that via zoom on wednesdays at uh or at least this wednesday eight o'clock i'm I'm thinking it might start uh weekly uh, at least for the time being and the really cool part about that is he wanted to host this because he was really valuing todd's monday wednesday friday happy hour hangouts and uh, he, uh, you know, decided he'd take this on himself as Todd has kind of, you know, kind of hit the wall with those. And out of his love and care for Todd, uh, he wanted to keep this rolling, uh, at least something something rolling. But he's doing it in his way and uh, kind of rooted in the way he th- sees things and does things. And, Man, I gotta tell you, I love it because this is this is the exact image of what we want to see happening in missional communities, right? Where you have people, uh, where we where we find leaders, uh, we find men and women who will lead, who will uh, who will take ownership and uh, build missional community around uh, the things that they're passionate about, around the things uh, that that shapes them, and really really defines who they are and. Uh, it, it's not it's not the um, reproduction the exact reproduction of what I do uh, or what Amy and I do it's 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 embodied it's uh, it's encultured it's uh, rooted locally and and in that local uh, rooting of of community what we see happening. Is the unique expression of the church in a particular neighborhood and uh, in a, in a particular location, and, and that's that's what we want to see happening. Uh, that's that's the beauty of of missional community, and we're seeing that in a very small way through this uh, trivia night that uh, Brian Coker 
is 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 hosting with me uh, through uh, the X13 Zoom, and uh, so that's it's very exciting, guys. Uh, God is at work. God is at work even even uh, during this this shutdown. Uh, last week, as most of, as you all know, I, I did my pastor's parade, and it was uh, it was absolutely fantastic, absolutely fantastic to. Uh, to to go see everybody, to lay eyes on everybody, uh, even even in those moments like you know Polly was on a you know was was on a on a call and she couldn't she couldn't hang out, uh, but just to get to see her uh, see your face was was fantastic. Um, you know I got to spend uh, probably close to an hour with Dave's wife Laura, and uh, that was that was awesome. Uh, these these little tours, uh, you know, took about four hours, um, and, and it was it was just absolutely a fantastic time for me, and really filled filled me up, and I think it was good for our folks as well. And uh, so I would encourage you, as missional community leaders, to continue to try to think through, you know, how do you how do you connect with with your folks, uh, how do you connect with the people within your community. It's not going to look the same as it does in non-stay-at-home order time, um, but we can we can get creative with this, right? And uh, and do you know do connect with folks in a way that uh, means something to you and means the most to you, and and they will be they they will love that. Uh, we are this week continuing uh, our. Our series on uh, songs and sayings, uh, words for the journey. Uh, this past weekend, we obviously did Psalm one, and uh, it was uh, that conversation went places I did not expect, uh, not at all. Uh, I was really surprised by uh, you know how much people didn't like Psalm one. <laughs> that, that was a that was a bit of a surprise to me, um, and and I think as we as we walk through these, as we walk through Psalms and Proverbs, uh, boy, we have to be—we have to be really wise as leaders in how to engage, um, because the Psalms, in particular, are are not literal. They're—they're they're just not. They are songs. They are poetry. They are metaphor. They are illustrative, um, and and so. To, to try to read them as though they are, um, you know, one of Paul's letters or the Gospels or something along those lines, it just, it, it's, it's, not, it's not doing us any favors. And, and so that is, that is going to be a critical piece of, um, of, of leading and teaching through uh, this, this particular season. And, and honestly, it's, it's a critical piece of, of teaching anytime. Anytime we are, we are taking people into the scriptures, one of the most important context things that we can help them understand is what kind of literature they're reading. Because the Bible is not one kind of literature. It is multiple kinds of literature. And as we read different kinds of literature, we are going to read them, engage them, uh, in in very different ways, and and we need to. That's not that's not discrediting the Bible. 
That's not setting the Bible aside. That's not uh, saying the Bible is, is not God's word. No, what it is, is it's truly honoring the scriptures for what they are. Right? I mean, when, when we take the scriptures seriously, what that means is that we need to take their context seriously. We need to take seriously when they were written, why they were written, for what purpose were they were written, uh, what style were they written in, all of this stuff. If we hold a high regard for Scripture, all of this matters. All of this counts. Uh, the more conservative among us would say, all of this is God-ordained and divinely inspired. And, and if that's the case, then we have got to take it seriously. When we say a psalm is a poem, it's a poem, right? You, you know, I'm, I'm looking at my bookshelf now, and, uh, you know, I am not going to read a survey of Israel's history uh, in the same way as I am going to read, you know, uh, this, this book of poems, uh, you know, that, that's, that's sitting here, right? I, I'm just not. Um, and, and so we, we ha we're going to, I think we're going to have to keep coming back to this over and over and over again. Um, because it's it, it it apparently is just it's just way too easy for for folks to um, to not grab hold of this reality, to not really embrace the the importance of understanding the the literary context of of the Bible. Um, and, and so if you guys, you know, as, as we're talking, if you can help with that, I, that would be fantastic. Um, that would be great insight to, to continue to, to bring. And, uh, you know, and we're going we're gonna to keep, keep moving forward and we're going to keep trying to, uh, to help people understand this. But I think this is going to be an absolutely critical uh, teaching point uh, throughout, throughout uh, the Psalms and Proverbs. Uh, so uh, as we... As we move forward here uh, and move into Proverbs chapter 1, uh, we are going to spend some time uh, looking at the first seven verses. Now, uh, some, back, some background on Proverbs. Uh, you know, they are widely recognized to be the collected, uh, by and large, the collected sayings of King Solomon, David's son. And we catch, uh, we catch his story uh, really beginning in 1 Kings chapter 3. As Solomon takes the throne, he uh, he, you know, he he has this vision, right? And uh, you know, God says, "Hey, whatever you want, I'll give you." And, and Solomon, instead of asking for riches and power and women and this kind of stuff, he asks for wisdom, and uh, and God gives it to him, and uh, and then gives him everything else because it says he was you know so impressed. God was so impressed with 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 Solomon's request, and so. Now, he is widely considered to be the wisest king in the history of the people of God, and and so it makes sense that he would he would have a collection. You know, David David is widely considered to be the one who wrote most of the Psalms. He was the artist, and then his son uh, is is the wise one. His son is is the one who brings who brings wisdom, 
and uh, you know Solomon. Solomon, in of himself, his name uh, is you know rooted rooted in this uh, you know word shalom and wholeness. And so, on the one hand, you have David, who um, you know who is who is violent and uh, had so much blood on his hands that God would not allow him to build his his house. Uh, and yet, David uh, was you know says the man after God's own heart. And so, David brings. David brings the songs, he brings the heart, he brings the emotion, right? He brings the passion. And then on the other hand, you have Solomon, the one who built God's house, who built the temple. Um, and, and he is wise, and he has, he has applied wisdom, applied knowledge uh, that is rooted in action and life and doing. And so uh, they these two men... Uh, really encapsulate uh, really the the wholeness of, of human experience, heart and head, passion, and uh, you know heart heart and passion on one side, uh, wisdom and intelligence on the other, and uh, and so we we see this uh, we see this rolling, and, and so it makes a lot of sense that the Solomon uh, would would put these things together. Now the Book of Proverbs is broken up uh, really into five uh, pretty sig- pretty unique. Uh, sections one through nine uh, it was probably one uh, one text at, at, at a point in time and it's probably the one that that Solomon uh, himself actually wrote uh, section 10 through chapters 10 through 29 a collection of sayings you have uh, a, and there th- these are kind of the famous kind of one-off right each verse really is is, is its own context so there's not a lot of uh, you know it's it's not like you have to read a whole chapter uh, in in those these are literally collected sayings and this was a very normal thing to do uh, in the ancient Near East um, it is it is very likely that there was a source for the Gospels called Q uh, that were the collected sayings of Jesus uh, in much the same way that uh, that Proverbs ten through twenty nine are, are are collected sayings of Solomon uh, there's and, and some wise ones and, and you know it just it gives you some different things, um, and then you get to chapter thirty, um, which are the sayings of Agur, and then uh, chapters thirty one verses one through nine is King Lemuel, and uh, and then it closes with you know the famous epilogue of uh, of the wife uh, Proverbs thirty one ten through thirty one, and uh, so all these sections they have various structures formats. And, uh, and we have to understand where we're at in each one. Uh, and again, uh, trying to grab hold of uh, the literary uh, context and, and understanding what's, what's going on. Uh, so uh, verse 1, uh, chapter 1, verse 1, we have the title, right? The Proverbs of Solomon, Son of David, King of Israel. It, it, it's, you know, he's, he's laying out, this is, this is what, what we have here. This is the title of the book. And uh, this is what's going on now. Uh, what we have in verses one through in two through six are the uh, is the purpose. You know, what is the purpose of this book of Proverbs, this book of wisdom that I'm that I'm writing to you? And uh, he says, well, uh, first it's for gaining wisdom and instruction, right? And again, wisdom is applied knowledge. And so you know, it's it's almost like he's writing this down for his sons um, to to help them know what it means. And how to live a wise life, and so 
And so it's to gain wisdom and instruction. It's also to gain understanding. Uh, it says for understanding words of insight in verse 2. And so as he writes this down, and you have to imagine as he wrote it down, he's probably also walking through this and teaching teaching these things. Um, and so as he's teaching them, uh, he is helping helping his, his sons uh, understand how to gain insight from things. Um, and then the third thing, instruction and in prudent behavior, right? So we see this move. We're, we're moving to action. Wisdom is not ideas. It is lived experience. Um, and he breaks that down into three things. One, doing what is right, doing what is just, and doing what is fair. And, and so he is going to instruct us in these first nine chapters uh, on how to do those things, how to do right, how to do justice, and how to do fairness. Um, and those are, those are important ideas to keep and hold as we are walking through here. Uh, and then uh, verse 4 says, it, the purpose of this is also to give prudence to those who are simple. And, um, and so we need to understand what those words mean, right? Uh, prudence uh, is crafty, shrewd, wise, intelligent, uh, insightful, you know, with, with an insight, right? Uh, this word is, was used of the serpent, um, in a negative sense, in, in Genesis chapter three, and uh, and, and yet here, uh, prudence throughout throughout the book of Proverbs is, is seen in a positive light. It's it's not a negative thing, um, but it's positive. He wants he wants to help the simple uh, gain intelligent insight and to become wise and crafty and shrewd. And what is simple? Now in our in our day and time, you know, we think of simple as um, somebody who's just not into complexity, who's keeping things kind of focused, right? Um, but that, you know, and we talk about, you know, keep it simple, stupid. And we see simplicity oftentimes as, uh, as, as a great benefit. But here, the way that, un- that, sim- that the simple person is understood is someone who is uh, gullible without moral direction, easily influenced for good or bad because they lack maturity, um, so throughout this, throughout the book of Proverbs, when we see the word simple, we need to understand that we're talking about somebody uh, who, is, who is young and uh, is just easily influenced for good or bad because they just don't have the maturity to figure it out. Um, you know, it's kind of like the whole, uh, and we get this here at the end, uh, in, at the end of verse 7 too, but it's kind of this whole, whole idea uh, the simple person, you know, is, is, is kind of like, you know, when you're having your argument with a, with a teenager, and you're like, dude, why don't you move out right now while you're 13 and you know everything? That's kind of the idea here uh, that, he's, that he's getting at with this simple person. And, uh, and, so, and so he lays it out and he, and he gives further clarity, right? Knowledge and discretion to the young. So um, the, remember, the simple is someone who, who lacks significant maturity. And so he wants them to gain knowledge and discretion. Slow down. Be discreet. Slow, you know, make, make good decisions. Here's knowledge to help you do that. Um, and then for the old, uh, to gain more wisdom, to gain more knowledge, uh, you know, to add to their learning. And then, uh, and then you have the third uh, which is, uh, you know, let the discerning get guidance. So for those who, those who are maturing, who are in the process, you know, uh, to, to gain the guidance that they need. You know, we all get to that point where we realize that our parents actually knew something. Like, ah, well, 
he says, read this and come back and, and gain, gain the guidance that you now understand. Um, and then the last thing here is, is, is to understand the sayings of the wise. Uh, you know, the, the way that, for whatever reason, uh, the way these, uh, you know, he even, he even says it here, right? Uh, understanding proverbs and parables, sayings and riddles of the wise. Like, for whatever reason, people who are considered to be wise wrote stuff down uh, in, in riddles, you know, in parables. It was kind of the whole, uh, let them let them hear and not hear. Uh, you know, let them ever be listening but not really understanding kind of thing that Jesus talks about. And and so it takes it takes wisdom to to figure this out. And he says, so I, I want you to help, I want you to be able to read those that are wise and, uh, and I want you to to be able to understand what they're what they're saying, um, and so that's the that's the that's the purpose, right? This is why he's writing uh, the book of Proverbs, uh, and then verse seven uh, we get to what's often referred to as the motto uh, or the theme of of Proverbs, and it's uh, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Um, so let's let's walk through this, right? Uh, fear is uh, respect, reverence, and honor. It's not, uh, you know, it's 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 an honor God. That, you know, um, the the honoring of of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Um, in fear of the Lord, you can almost hyphenate. Really, uh, it's kind of this this one word kind of thing. And uh, and it's in contrast. Um, to, uh, you know, to to the the the, the fool, right? So he's he's contrasting the fool. So you have the fear of the Lord um, is the beginning of knowledge. Beginning here is the same word that starts Genesis one one, and it's hard to believe that's not intentional, right? I mean, he's he's using he's using words from from Genesis already. Uh, Genesis three with with the word uh, for um, uh, you know uh, prudent right um, uh, you know th- that prudence idea and so it's this so we see this happening um, and then you have uh, and so and, and so it's the beginning of knowledge it's the beginning of the ability to know is humbling ourselves. And understanding that there is not not just someone, but 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 the God of the universe, the Creator, who knows more than us, and and so when we if we want to pursue knowledge, if we want to pursue wisdom, if we want to really really gain that, what we have to understand is, is is that we don't know everything, and we we must humble ourselves, and come under come under the Lord, come under those. Who have more wisdom, and uh, and really submit ourselves uh, to them. The fool, on the other hand, um, he says, "Look, they they despise, they 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 despise wisdom and instruction because they're proud, they're haughty, they they don't they they, they look down on it. This idea of despising it, it's almost like they spit on it, they just ignore it, um, and uh, and so fools." The fool, the, the, the word for fool, the idea for fool here throughout the book of Proverbs um, is, uh, 
it can be can be one who's understood as one who's morally deficient, you know, who does not have uh, a moral compass. Um, and uh, but another way, and I think maybe the bigger picture might be uh, that it's an uninstructed person who misleads others, right? You know, not, not that we see that happening at all in our day and time. Uh, people who are who are uninstructed and mislead others. There's an intentionality here to, to say, "Hey, come follow me." Um, and uh, and and when you challenge them with wisdom, with knowledge, they despise you for it. They spit on you. They they set it aside. He says, "This is the fool," and um, and so don't don't be that person. Don't meet. Don't be that that person uh, who is who is morally uh, deficient and uh, and despises the wisdom of God. You know, th- this is this is what this is kind of where we're at, and so. Uh, this is this is the image. These are the pictures that that we're taking with us um, throughout our study of, of Proverbs over the next few weeks, and uh, so we're going to want to keep keep those keep those before us, um, you know. And I think and I think what's what's really really important is we really oftentimes believe that we are wise, that that we know it all, and 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 we don't. Wisdom is rooted in humility. And that's why we say that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Uh, this is this is where we this is where we go. So uh, let's yeah let's pray for this weekend and uh, let's let's look forward to engaging. And uh, I, again, I say thank you for all that you do. I really appreciate you and all of your hard work and how you care for people, and how you love people well. And um, I will. I will see you on the Zoom and uh, in various other places, I'm sure, as we connect digitally. Uh, And as always, please, if there's something else that you need or want to have a part of this that will be a greater value add for you as a leader, uh, please let me know, and uh, and we'll we'll be sure to include it. Um, But thanks again for your time. Thanks for listening, guys, and, uh, and we'll be talking. Love well this week, my friends.